learned when reconnecting with other people right you know whether it's a relationship or whether it's a friendship you find yourself in that position where you're like man if i say this to this person they're probably gonna fucking walk away and be like man fuck this person and to you it's like it's heartbreaking because it's that person walking away it's not you doing the walking away and when rekindling those relationships it's like i'm not that same person i'm not gonna keep doing that shit with you for sure and then also i think it's just about the peace that i wanted for myself like because even now i'm able to like stand behind all of that and just like overview it and feel very comfortable about everything like i don't regret anything i did i don't regret any relationships or friendships i had they all made me a part of who i am today and at the end of the day i only have love in my heart i don't hate anybody i don't have no bad blood like i'm so at peace with my life but all i know is that i I want to keep that peace. So, like, I got to do what I got to do to protect myself and make sure my peace doesn't get disturbed. But at the end of the day, I'm very, like, content with everything, even the downs. Like, like I said, I'm very open to, like, talking about the downside of things and, like, because life isn't just rainbows and butterflies. It's not. It's it's dark and deep and sad and there's a lot as as big as the highs are the lows are low as fuck and i'm very like i understand that so i know that all the lows in my life they're worth it i wouldn't trade a single thing because the life i have i'm so thankful for and i'm so happy the people i have around me the opportunities i get like i could not be any more grateful and if that's if the lows are what i had to go through to get here then shit i'm okay with that this is Sad Boy Radio. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Sad Boy Radio. I'm your host, Matt, and today we got a special guest. I'm going to let her introduce herself because, you know, she's got that energy just radiating off of her. What's up, y'all? It's your girlfriend's favorite motherfucking DJ, King Ines, and this bitch. Damn, bro. It took a while. It took a minute. We kept having to reschedule fucking... She's on tour. Man, talk about that a little bit real quick. Okay, so tour life is fucking awesome. Um, Yeah, we did have to reschedule a few times because my life literally just done a 360 in the past year. So, like, everything kind of hit me at once, like my career changing, my living circumstances, my tour coming in. And um, it's something that I really, really wanted to do. It was one of my biggest goals when I first started DJing. Like, I want to go on tour. I want to go on tour. That was, like, one of the main things on my bucket list. And so having the opportunity, I'm on tour right now with Sorry Poppy. It's an all-girls party. And um, just being, like, one of the headlining acts, it's just a blessing. The experience is beyond expectations, beyond words. Like, it's a lot. And it's a, it's just like a lot physically, mentally, everything. But like, it's something that I wanted and I prayed for and I asked for. And I'm just like ha- having the best time doing it. So I'm really happy I get to do it. Yeah, this shit sounds late, especially because you've already started that all girls trend, right? With Girls Weekend. We're going to talk a lot about that later on. So uh, that's just a little preview, guys. So make sure you go ahead, like, comment, and subscribe before we get into it. All right, so let's get into it, right? Uh, you got your start with V5. That was your very first start. And you talk a lot about that, about being grateful towards Willie. You even mentioned it in your Shout Out LA uh, article. So go ahead and talk about that a little bit and, you know, how your life has changed since V5. Nah, no cap. Um, (laughs) 
So, yes, William Martinez, he is pretty much one of the first people who really gave me an opportunity in the industry as a DJ in the nightlife. Um, when I first approached him a couple years ago, like literally 2020, I was like, hey, this is me. I'm this little DJ. Like, you know, I didn't have anything under my belt for real, but I knew I had the talent. So I was like, if he gives me a chance, I'm going to show him what I got. And I know he's going to fuck with me. So whatever. So he booked me once. The first time he booked me, I showed up to the club with a bottle of Henny in my bag. <laughs> a security grabbed Belinda like, she can't bring Henny in here. He's like, oh my fucking God. That's when he knew I was gonna be, I was gonna be something. Um, so that was like the first like experience we had together. I started DJing at this spot. It was like pre-COVID, it was like when COVID hit. So like there wasn't really much going on in the city. Like everything was shut down. And it was like in Skokie. Oh, Village Road Village House. Village Road House. <laughs> Pat, we would pack that bitch out. It would just be so busting for no reason. And that's when I really got my start, like in the nightlife scene. And I, was I even 21? I was either 20 or 21, but it was just like all brand new to me. So my first experience in all these clubs is literally like my first time being at these clubs is me DJing. So I feel like that's that's one of the coolest things to me is like. I haven't even experienced nightlife scene and club scene until being a DJ. So, like, I love the fact that it's all, like, this is my first experience. So, mm -hmm. it's really fucking dope. But, yeah, so Willie gave me that opportunity, and we just locked in ever since. Like, he's seen the hunger that I had for it, and, like, he believed in me, and he, he saw that, like, as a woman, you know, we're the underdogs, and there needs to be more women in these opportunities and in these positions of success and you know to be able to show what the fuck we got and so we locked in and he started pu putting me in places that gave me bigger opportunities you know bringing my name up in rooms that would bring me more opportunities as well and it just all went uphill from there like because i think the most important w thing was like i didn't take these opportunities for granted i you know had these opportunities and I showed what the fuck I can do and I never slowed down I never started being lazy I never took advantage of my opportunities like every set I have I kill that shit like it's my first set and it's the best set I ever have so it's like I don't have a favorite set I don't have a favorite event because every single time I make the best out of this shit it's always a good experience and I think that Willie really saw it and we just became a good ass fucking team. Like we, I feed off V five, V off feeds off me, and it's just like good energy all around. Like the other DJs, shout out Miriam, my fucking sister. I love her so much. We are taking the world by storm right now. Me and my girl, Miriam, Drip, everybody. Like it's just a very good experience. I'm so happy to be a part of the team. Yeah, and it, honestly, you just bring that energy to the club. I remember, man, I was at the mine with my homies, but then they left, and I was with you two the whole night, and that shit was. That was the first time I heard For a Night in the Club by Future. And, man, you guys were just, that was, man, oh that shit was lit. But, yeah, man, you bringing the bottle of Henny on your first time. <laughs> I could imagine that because Willie's, like, he's super quiet or at least seems super quiet. So he's, like, he's probably just looking at you like. He's like, this bitch. Oh, my God. He's like, what am I about to do with this girl? What was your pitch to him? My pitch to him was, like, hey, like, I'm a female DJ. I mean, I'm raw as fuck. Like, even when I wasn't, like, popping, I knew I was popping. So, like, I came to him with that confidence that I have now. I came to, I already came to him with the confidence, like, book me, and I'm going to show you that I can rock a bitch out. Mm -hmm. He booked me, and I did exactly that. So, like, 
it's something that I know what I bring to the table and I knew what I could have brought to the table back then too. So, um, yeah, it was just a matter of fact of like proving my worth, you know, like people are not going <clears> to <throat> keep giving you opportunities if like you don't have shit to offer. Mm -hmm. So like I had to show that like, yeah, especially as a woman, there's already barely any women DJs in the club scene in Chicago. So I feel like I really had to show what I could do and what I can bring to the table and my talent. And I did that shit. Oh, that's dope. Honestly, I really I love that you bring that energy. Right. And I keep talking about that because I even tell you when I text you, I'm like, damn, bro, like you're always so positive. You're always like just showing love to everything. And the next question was, you know, the king, King Inez. Why King? I know you get that question because I I watched another interview and you explained it, but I need the I need the audience on here to know. Yes, okay, I'm about to tell y'all. I'm about to spit it to y'all. So here's the funny thing. Everyone thinks, well, the people who know me from back then, they know, but a lot of people think that my DJ name is King Ines. My my Instagram name has always been King Ines. So mm. before I was a DJ, King my Kylie. username was King Ines. No, I don't got shit to do with King Kylie. It was before King Kylie, matter of fact. No shade, no shade. But, um, so, I, my username was King Ines because, like, I hated being called princess. Like, I would get called princess or, like, queen, cute. It was cute. It was a cute moment. But, like, it just didn't feel like me. So, like, I felt like King just was me. And I was like, you know what? Like, that's, I feel like I don't embody princess energy or queen energy. I embody king energy, which is a combination of both. Like, I feel like. It was also a matter of a fact that I wanted to kind of, like, get through that underlying, not stereotype, but, like, that under underlying stigma of, like, a man is a king. Because I feel like I'm a king and I'm a woman. And I feel like I embody that power and that feeling of just, like, that hierarchy that a king has as a woman. So I'm like, no, nah, fuck that. I'm the king. Like, I don't need to wait around for a man to be a king. I'm the king. So, like... I put I named myself King Ness like that was my username like years ago in high school and it just stuck with me so when I started DJing I was like yeah I'm gonna use my username for sure there's nothing else I've tried to change it back in the past like when I first had it and I was like mm, maybe I should change it but it, I found nothing else that like rang that that bell like it just really fits good. me it just yeah. it's just me and I remember when I saw King Ness I'm like who the fuck I'm like King Ness and you know as time goes on you start seeing it more you start seeing it more and then you meet the person and you're like there you go yeah that fit perfectly so what separates the persona of king inez between the person of king inez so that's a good question i like that we only ask good questions okay, here okay okay honestly there's a very thin line between inez and king inez because king inez is just like a very outgoing excited for life positive ambitious person and that's who i am as ines the same way but like i think kinginess kind of brought that side out of ines that had self-doubt or any part of me in the past where i felt like there was something that maybe i was reaching too big or maybe this is going to be hard or take too much time to accomplish. Like, all of those thoughts I did have as Ines, like, King Ines completely took that away. And, like, there's no line to distinguish Ines and King Ines now anymore because I'm full King Ines. Like, I fully believe I can do whatever the fuck I put my mind to. There's nothing in the world I can't accomplish. I, and it's, like, a people put this stigma in your head of, like, 
shit, life is hard. Life is hard. Life is hard. Like, if you say life is hard, it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard for you. And, like, people always ask me, oh, my God, you started DJing. You got all these opportunities so quick. Da, da, da. Because I put it in my head that if I do what I need to do, it's going to flow smoothly. It's not going to be difficult for me. So, like, I put that in my head as King Ness. Like, okay, do what you need to do. Everything's going to fall into place. Don't worry about shit being hard. Don't worry about shit taking too long. Because I'm big on, like, divine timing. So that's another thing that King Ines kind of helped Ines get out of. Like, things that are meant to be will always be for me. Whatever opportunity is meant for me, I'm going to have. So, like, I used to have a lot of, like, FOMO. Like, when there's opportunities that I didn't get, oh, like, I deserve that. Or, like, but no, whatever I deserve, whatever's meant for me, I'm going to be in that place. I'm going to have that opportunity. That's where I am now, like. I feel just so aligned with everything around me, everything that I do. I just feel like it's aligned for me right now. And that's the energy that you have to have. That's the mindset you have to have is that what's for you will be for you. It'll come to you. I've really been in a place where I I get upset. Like in a couple episodes, I've talked about it, right? I get upset when I'm not getting the views that I think I should be getting or a video didn't hit or resonate with people the way that I thought it would. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, damn, what the fuck is going on? Like, it really hits you. And it, it's, a, like you said, that self-doubt. Mm -hmm. What do you feel like was creating that self-doubt for you? Um, Just, like, fear of not succeeding or accomplishing certain things. I think that's, like, where self-doubt comes from. But I also think, like, self-doubt is literally, that's exactly what it is. It's self-doubt. It comes from you. It doesn't come from anything else. So you're your biggest enemy and you're your best friend so i decided that it was going to be best for me to not be my biggest enemy and to be my best friend and to be the most supportive person i can be because i can't expect other people to support me and be my biggest fan if i'm not my biggest fan so like i think that's the best way to get rid of self-doubt and just like work through self-doubt because you can't get rid of self-doubt you're always going to doubt yourself sometimes and that's okay that's just a part of being life that's just literally a part of being a fucking human so <clears throat> it's not about getting rid of like negative emotions or fear or self-doubt it's just about maneuvering through it that's all life is is learning how to maneuver through your feelings and do what's best for you and what makes you feel good at the end of the day. Yeah. And another thing is the people that you keep around you, right? Something that you had mentioned to me the first time we had talked was relationships, right? Toxic relationships and how getting out of that, it really it really skyrockets you to the top, right? <laughs> and shit. I feel, I feel like I shouldn't even be mentioning this anymore because when I wrote this shit, it was two months ago. Sheesh. But we're, we're going to talk about it it's real okay, quick. Okay, let's get down to the nitty gritty. Matter of fact, maybe it is time we talk about it. <laughs> let's get into it real quick. Let's get into it. So Mike Towers, he has a song called Funeral, right? Funeral. But I can't speak Spanish like that. But anyways, in the song, he's talking about a person that's they're throwing away a toxic relationship and that that person's going to eventually regret it. And... So whoever that dude was, I know for a fact he's regretting it. Nah, you also it also reminds me of like Ariana Grande, right? When Ariana Grande released Thank You Next, she blew up to the fucking top. And that's the energy I'm getting from you right now. Okay. I think about that shit, right? And it's just like when you throw away people who continuously hold you down, it's like, all right, let me go get it. Let me go get this. And that's that energy that people have because they're like, I got to get so far away from this past relationship that it's time to grow. For you, what lessons did you learn from that relationship and how has it helped you? 
I think that toxic relationships are not just with a significant other. They can be with anything. They can be with bad habits. They can be with friends. It Toxic relationships are something that is in your life that you're attached to that doesn't serve you. And I think that when you have a relationship with anything that's toxic, it's hard to let go because it's like we're humans and humans have addictive personalities. We get we feed off this this fuel that toxicity gives us. We get used to it, like bad habits, bad relationships, even bad friends. Like you get used to this routine and this energy that just is constantly flowing in the same cycle over and over again. And it's normal to be stuck in that. So I think the biggest thing, like when you're in a toxic relationship, the biggest thing to realize is that it's okay. Like it's okay to feel like you're stuck in that because when you realize you're stuck in it, that's the first step to leaving it. So I think that was the best thing for me is like I didn't put pressure on myself from ridding myself of that relationship because it was hard and it was it was really hard I was attached and it was like I said it wasn't just with a significant other I've had toxic friends and that I was attached to that it would hurt me to let them go and I kept myself in a cycle around people who I thought loved me and supported me but didn't love me and support me and once I slowly started realizing like honestly damn like this don't make me feel good anymore like the high that I was riding from my toxic relationship, it just, it was such a bad low where I was like, oh my God, this shit feels so fucking horrible. It's not even worth it. And like I said, it's hard to get yourself out of those situations. Like, and so what, what really helped was like me kind of not putting pressure on myself of like, bitch, you need to, you know, it's always like, oh, bitch, leave that man. He ain't shit. Da, da, da. Which is easy. It's, it's easy to say I'm the same bitch if, if a man acting right towards one of my girls, I'm like, leave that man. He ain't shit, which is fine. That's that's how we all should be. But at the end of the day, the na- I took the natural route. I let myself find myself to the point where I aligned myself so well within my purpose that the toxic relationships just fell off themselves without me having to hurt myself because it was just so natural. Like I was just so aligned with my life that these friends, they didn't fit in there anymore. This relationship, it didn't fit in there anymore. There was no room for it. So I think that not putting pressure on myself to just be perfect, because like, it's hard. Like, oh, I'm like, you're fucking stupid. You're in this shitty relationship. Or, oh, like, you're friends with these people who don't support you. Da, da, da. Like, it's easy to put that pressure on yourself of like, but nobody's perfect. Like, we're all going to be in shitty situations sometimes. And like I said, it's just about how you maneuver through that shit. So I think that that and then also having the support of, like, people who really do fucking love me. Like, my mom, my sisters, Ariel. Like, people who just really care about me who saw that I had something to offer and, like, loved me for me and not superficial things it just made me feel good it made me feel like i had the support to really like let this shit go like especially ariel my manager shout out my manager argo the motherfucking goat like me and her like we were in a very similar situation and just like having each other's like support and like being able to level up together and that from that place in life made it a million times easier. So, like, I definitely think when you find people who really, really fuck with you and really, really love you, you're going to know, you're going to see the difference. And you got to stick around those people, the people that make you feel good with no external 
questions. Like, they just love you for you. Mm-hmm. That Those are the type of people you want to be around. You don't want to be around people who fucking make you feel shitty. Like, you don't need that. You don't need nobody who makes you feel shitty or, like, you're not good enough or, like, you're not going to accomplish what you think you're going to accomplish. Like, fuck that. Fuck that. Mm-hmm. Damn, it took you back for a second there, huh? And we're young as fuck. That's the thing is that you really don't need that energy. You don't need people doubting you and telling you, like, oh, like, are you sure you're able to do this? Can you do this? I recently had that situation where it was, like, this girl consistently told me, she's like, but is that a realistic goal of yours? Like, can you blow up? And I'm like, bro, like, why the fuck are you even, uh, why, why do you have that energy? And their whole thing was, oh, well, they just wanted a life where they're comfortable. And I'm like, bro, that's not the shit I want. I don't want to be comfortable and just fucking live a basic ass life. Right. It's like for what? What right. at the end of the day, what do I get out of that? Uh, just a couple memories? Nah, fuck no. I want to be fucking the biggest thing in the world. That way I can go have conversations with, bro, stars. Get to know stars and know what they're about. Absolutely. You know, you're a fucking star, and it's like let me let me learn who Inez really is rather than. Okay, King Inez, yeah, you're this persona, yeah, you're this huge DJ, but okay, there's definitely something deeper than that. For sure, a thousand percent. Just like you said with that relationship, like, had you not told me that, I would have never known that shit. I would have never known that you were in that situation, and like I said, we're young as fuck, bro, 23, 22, it's like... Like, ain't nobody got time for that. Do I I really need that? Like you said, the streets are calling my name. The streets have all the answers. (laughs) That is where you need to be at this age. Yeah. I'm living my best fucking life right now. And and not saying like, oh, fuck a relationship, all that. Like, if you are in a happy, healthy relationship, more power to you. I love that for you. Continue to be happy and thrive within that. But for me, it was more of a thing where like, I'm young as fuck. And it's like, it's, it's fun. Be in love. Have your fun. That's cool. But if something is not serving you, let that shit go. Even friends, like, again, I'm so big on that. Like, I had friends who I thought supported me and who weren't supportive. Like, it's one thing to pretend you're supportive, but now I have friends who show me down to the T that they support me and believe in me so much, and they don't think I'm fucking crazy. Like, there's certain shit I used to say to, like, my old friend group, and they would look at me like, like, yes, I just think I'm that capable of shit. You want to be around people who think you're capable of everything, like, that's the only way because it's one thing to be a successful person, but the most successful people have a successful team around them. You need a good team. You need a supportive team. You need a team of people who have your best interest, and that's where I'm at right now. I only surround myself around people who have my best interest because, shit, it's only going to get more and more intense for me. I'm only going to have more on my plate, so I need people around me who I trust to have my back no matter what. Exactly, and... That's something that I really have taken away from you, especially from the girls weekend, right? Is that you need that team. You made that whole post saying everybody that helped you out. And sometimes it's like, damn, you know, can I do this shit by myself? If I really wanted to, can I do it by myself? No offense, Vic. But <laughs> but it's like, th- those are the thoughts you have, right? I'm sure even Vic, like having his own company, it's like, if I wanted to, can I do it myself? Mm-hmm. Of course you could do it by yourself. But you still need those people that are going to be in the trenches with you, going through it with you and helping you battle all the shit that you got to go through. So for you, I wanted you to talk about that. Or Actually, we'll get into that in a second. I had a quote from Bryson Tiller that 
uh, really fits this toxic narrative, right? It's sometimes you got to break your heart to save your soul. No cap. I found myself in that position a lot of the times where it was, okay, I got to let you go because now you're just dragging me down. Now you're just hurting the person I am. And I don't even like who I see in the mirror at this point. That's literally how I was feeling. Like, I felt like I lost myself at one point. And I'm actually glad you brought this up because I I don't think I talked about this publicly yet. And, like, um, I definitely want to be open about every aspect of my life because I don't ever want to seem like a facade like I want to be very genuine through and through about who I am and everything I've been through and like I've been through so much shit like and even shit like that at one point even my relationship was publicized like I brought that shit onto the internet which is something that I really learned a lesson from because there's no reason why I did that but again I was young I made mistakes and I'm glad everything I did taught me a lesson one way or another but not for real like once I realized I started losing myself Nah, you gotta go. Cause the most valuable thing I have in this world is my relationship with myself. Mm-hmm. So if that starts being affected, that's when I I gotta up and go. Cause it's not worth it. At what point did you realize that you had felt like you lost yourself? When I just didn't feel the same, when I just didn't have the same motivation, when I just felt like I was sheltering parts of myself to protect somebody else's feelings or to avoid issues or arguments. And that's just not me. Like like I said, the people around me right now, they love me for every single part of me. The bad parts, the wild parts, the crazy parts, the good parts, the sad parts. And why should I have to shelter parts of me to protect somebody else and to not make somebody else upset? That's when I knew there is no reason why I need to be walking on, around eggshells for anybody, for anybody. My mama don't even make me do that. Why the fuck I should do it for anybody else? And that's what I've, you know, learned when reconnecting with other people, right? You know, whether it's a relationship or whether it's a friendship, you find yourself in that position where you're like, man, if I say this to this person, they're probably going to fucking walk away and be like, man, fuck this person. Right. And to you, it's like, it's heartbreaking because it's that person walking away. It's not you doing the walking away. And when rekindling those relationships, it's like, I'm not that same person. I'm not going to keep doing that shit with you. If that's what you want, then cool, go find someone else that's going to do it. But it's not me no more. For sure. And then also, I think it's just about the peace that I wanted for myself, like, Because even now, I'm able to, like, stand behind all of that and just, like, overview it and feel very comfortable about everything. Like, I don't regret anything I did. I don't regret any relationships or friendships I had. They all made me a part of who I am today. And at the end of the day, I only have love in my heart. I don't hate anybody. I don't have no bad blood. Like, I'm so at peace with my life. But all I know is that I want to keep that peace. So, like, I got to do what I got to do to protect myself and make sure my peace doesn't get disturbed. But at the end of the day, I'm very, like, content with everything, even the downs. Like, like I said, I'm very open to, like, talking about the downside of things and, like, because life isn't just rainbows and butterflies. It's not. It's it's dark and deep and sad and there's a lot as as big as the highs are the lows are low as fuck and i'm very like i understand that so i know that all the lows in my life they're worth it 
I wouldn't trade a single thing because the life I have, I'm so thankful for and I'm so happy. The people I have around me, the opportunities I get, like I could not be any more grateful. And if that's if the lows are what I had to go through to get here, then shit, I'm okay with that. Thank God, right? <laughs> What's one of the hardest things you feel like you had to go through to get to the point you are now? I mean, man, I've been through a lot of hard shit. I don't even like to like measure the hardest shit because every hard shit I've been through is is different. Like I've been, I've had a rough childhood. You know, I was raised by a single mother. You know, we grew up with low income. Like we've been through a lot of shit together. And growing up, you know, finding my way through the industry, being a woman, just being a woman, and the opportunities being different because I'm a woman. Also, even just trying to create that respect for myself because I wanted to distinguish my talent versus my beauty or my looks or anything. I wanted to be respected as a woman because I'm talented and I'm smart and I know what I bring to the table. I'm not just, oh, she's hot. Oh, let's give her opportunities because she's hot. That's why even like I'm not always dolled up when I'm at the club. I'll be in sweatpants with my hair up, no makeup because, and I'm still rock that bitch out every time. People are still gonna, be, oh my gosh, she's so fucking crazy. Like, yeah, because I'm here for my talent. I'm not here for my looks. That's just a plus. But I feel like when you feel good, you look good. So it goes hand in hand. But I definitely think like, dude, I've been through a lot of hardship, but I'm not even here to like sit around and like feel sorry about those things because everybody goes through hard shit you know what a lot of people go through shitty relationships having shitty friends broke moments not having a job not having money like everybody goes through some rough shit so i don't think that's what defines you or what defines me or anything i think it's about how you maneuver through those things and how you deal with them that's what defines you Mm -hmm. that's definitely yeah and that's why we're here on sad boy radio that we i'm gonna give you the background on it right we did sad boy radio because just like you said everybody goes through something and the topics that we talk about are always relatable to people that toxic relationship everybody's been through that shit everybody's been at to the point where they look in the mirror and they're like damn who the fuck is that or the purpose in life like why the fuck Am I even doing this? What am I doing this for? Where should I be at this point in my life? Especially when you're in your early 20s, everybody's always like, bro, what the fuck am I even doing? So Sad Boy Radio really is just talking about that shit that nobody wants to talk about, that they're afraid to talk about because they think that it's going to make them look weak and that nobody's going to understand them. The last thing I did want to ask you about this relationship shit is how has it impacted you as both a marketer and a performer? I think actually leaving that relationship just let me regain my confidence and like I've it, it didn't take away my confidence, but I definitely had to change the way I was. And I think that like leaving that relationship kind of just like led me back to my true form, which is like. I love being a performer. I love being on stage. I love turning up. I love shaking my ass. I love having a good time. I love looking good. I love feeling good. And I think that now I'm a thousand ten percent like that again. Like, and I think that going through that made me realize that there's nothing worth losing that part of me again. Like, it's just not worth it. If it if because the joy that I have and the joy that I feel now being me unapologetically like 110 percent it just makes me feel so good and it makes me feel so happy that there's nothing that could like replace it anymore so 
I like I said, I'm glad that I went through it. I'm glad I went through it at the age I did because now I feel like I'm 23 and my life is literally now really starting. So for the next couple of years, like, can gonna, nobody get in my way? You're like, gonna wild up. out. It's up. I'm wilding out. I'm outside. Yeah, hey, what she just say off camera? She said she's getting Henny Boys tatted. Henny Boy. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm kidding. Chill, chill out, chill out. But yeah, man, I think that. That's really important. I appreciate you talking on that shit because, like I said, it's one of those things that some people are like, damn, like, let's not talk about relationships. Let's not do that today. And I feel like if you don't have any negative emotions attached towards it, you can talk about it comfortably, you know? Like, I want any woman, especially for women, like, I'm big on making women feel like they can do whatever they want and they can accomplish anything. So, like, any woman that has gone through it or is going through it, like, it's going to get better. You're going to find yourself, if you want to, though. The only person that can help you is you. So, like, if you want a life for yourself where you don't have to deal with shit like that, you're going to find a way sooner or later. So don't put that pressure on yourself. You know, just do what makes you feel good. And just that's really all I can say is, like, everybody goes through it. You're not You're not crazy. You're not the only one. We all been. You're not a dumb bitch. We all we all done been dumb bitches. So it's okay. Trust me, it's okay. What I used to tell people all the time was like, I'm not hurt about it anymore. I just know what it did to me. That part. You know, let's move on from this shit because of the marketing and performing. Girls Weekend. Go ahead and talk about that. Girls Weekend. Girls Weekend. Um, yes, I've talked about Girls Weekend a lot in my interviews because it's my baby and I am so proud of it and I am very thankful that I've got to experience it. I started Girls Weekend in 2019 is when I thought of the concept, which is when I started DJing. And when I first started DJing, the first thing that came to my head was like, okay, what can I do to show that I'm a fucking rock star? Like, what can I do to show that it's women just like me who can rock a stage, who can turn the fuck up, and we don't have to wait on men to put us into these places, into these opportunities. And also a big thing is, like, growing up, I loved concerts. I loved festivals. Like, I was sneaking into festivals as a kid, like, watching my favorite artists perform. Like, I literally have seen every single one of my favorite artists. I've seen Kanye. I've seen Rocky. I've seen Tyler. Like, everyone as a kid, I, my mom always let me, like, express my love for like music and performances and concerts i lived through that shit so when i started djing i was like damn i didn't been going to these fucking concerts for years and i never see a girl dj ever so i wanted to throw a show that's all women and just all women line up i wanted to do different genres i wanted to have rappers i wanted to have singers i wanted to have dancers there i wanted we had a house dj we had a rapper dj we had different vibes like we had different skin tones we had different races we had different body types it was just so versatile and just accepting and diverse and it just i felt like girls weekend is was a place and is a place for every type of woman and so that's when I came with the concept that, okay, I want I definitely want to do this. I want it to be a showcase, all women. And um, I just want it to be a place where people can come and feel safe and feel good and feel represented. And, um, and I just wanted to highlight women and empower them. So I put it together and we had the first girls weekend in 2020, literally the day before COVID shut everything down by a fucking hair. Like God is so good because it literally the day after 
the venues were all shut down. Every concert in the city was shut down. The whole country was like done. So I'm super thankful that I got to execute that. And then after that, COVID hit, so I didn't really get to do much because it was just there was too many restrictions. There wasn't any finalized information about anything going on. So like I definitely had to lay low for a little while. But this year we had our second girls weekend ever and it was sold out sold out motherfucking dates it was so good it was amazing um yeah it was just crazy i just love it i'm so happy girls weekend is my baby it was super dope i went because i was like man i gotta show love and i ended up meeting sydney sydney Did you have a good time? yeah i had a good okay, time good. that shit was lit right. and i you know what i really loved like being able to see you and your element and just like how happy you were because i had that video of you just hopping up and down like when uh tay money came out my girl i saw that shit i'm like damn bro like i want to be that happy i want this shit to make me that happy and that was so dope to see you in your own element and just do that right you're changing the game right drake the game needs change and i'm the motherfucking cashier and that's literally you with creating this space where all women are performing. Mm-hmm. Because like you said, you go to an event and you don't see a female DJ. The first female DJ I saw was probably Miriam and then you. Yeah. And that's Chicago, right? That's yeah. one of the biggest cities with nightlife and shit. Imagine these little small towns that don't have shit. Exactly. Exactly. And then also what I really do love about Girls Weekend is like the diversity. Like you know just having different women of different sexualities and different ethnicities and different looks and different vibes like it's a it's there's so many different vibes to catch there and it's just like i'm really thankful that girls weekend there is that mutual respect of everybody that walks in that building and knows like we are here for good vibes we're here for a good time we're here to support women and uplift women so i'm thankful that i haven't had came across that yet like any people who wanted problems or started fighting or anything like that or just some hating shit because it's like if you're hating on a positive movement you're just a fucking weirdo like i'm sorry you're just fucking miserable like that should be so weird to me like how you hating on something that's trying to serve a good purpose a better purpose in the world like you are just projecting your own insecurities but luckily we haven't had to deal with that yet but you know that's how the world is there's always gonna be people like that but girls weekend we cannot be taken down we are a team of positive happy uplifting empowering women and not just women even the men on my team like girls weekend isn't to just like push away men and like men do nothing and fuck that women are so much better it's the fact that like women and men can work together and men can uplift and empower women and put them and also help put them in positions of success rather than always favoriting men and feeling like women aren't enough uh, good enough performers as men and feeling that they can't do as much as men because realistically, some of the best performers I've ever seen in my life are women, mm-hmm. not men. No shade. But that's just the truth. So, and I'm thankful that the men that I do have on my team are just so supportive and just like genuinely are here for the movement of empowering women and supporting women. The men that are on our team are feminists. So, like, I'm very thankful for that because the men that I work with, I really love them all so much because they are just, they're genuinely, they genuinely fuck with me because they see the vision, they see the talent. It's not even about, like, you know, you have to deal with a lot of sexism in the industry, like, especially, like, if you're a hot girl, like, guys want to 
whatever the fuck, like, hook up with you, kick it with you, just because, like, whatever. And it's like, I made it very clear when I got into this industry, I'm not fucking for no opportunity. Because I don't need no opportunity that bad. And also, that shit is temporary. So I made it clear, you're going to respect me because I'm talented and because I could bring shit to the table, or you're not going to fuck with me at all. And if you don't, that's fine. That's totally fine because there's a million other people who will. No, I feel you on that. And just you wanting to be seen as the talent you are, right? That's what's most important, especially when it comes to what you do. Being a DJ, bro, you need you have a lot of responsibility. I'm not even going to lie. But going back to the girls weekend is that you said that there's a lot of there's always going to be negativity being pushed towards you. We recently had a video where someone talked about uh her contemplating the thought of suicide at one point and someone's like this shit is so fake it's like bro how the fuck can somebody talking about like the shit they went through talking about suicide be fake like if somebody's faking that shit that's fucked up and there needs to be like i don't even know there needs to be some checks and balances on that shit but we wouldn't put out some shit that's like staged or anything like that uh for you what was the biggest like hesitation you had on people not reciprocating or not receiving the energy that you felt was being given off honestly i thought about that and there was times where i felt like maybe i shouldn't drop this or maybe i shouldn't do this or maybe i shouldn't post this picture just like little things like that because what if people don't like it or what if people don't fuck with it but at the end of the day like i'm not here to wait on people to fuck with me because i fuck with me so like i'm just at the point where like I'm on this wave, and I'm trying to make a way for other people. I'm trying to make a way for other women, and I'm trying to pave a way so that women, we can all do this shit together the best way we can. And if you're not with that, that's okay. I'm not going to sit around and wait for nobody to fuck with me. I'm not going to do things to cater to people because it doesn't feel authentic. So I think that the best way, the best thing that helped me get through this shit is, like, do you do Ines what would Ines do do what Ines would do because the people that would fuck with you are gonna fuck with you because you're you not because you're trying to cater to somebody else or you're trying to be like somebody else or you're trying to achieve a certain thing that's not me so I think that just being authentic is just the way to go because people are gonna gravitate towards that if you're authentic if you're genuine people are gonna fuck with that regardless and at the end of the day that's why I'm like I always I support everybody doing their shit like i have never felt a day in my life like oh well if this person has this opportunity then what about me or like there's not enough room for me or like i never felt like anyone else's success ever took away from mine so that's why i'm very supportive of other people and like other djs and just everyone that got their own shit going on because at the end of the day we all trying to do our shit we're all trying to feel good doing it we're all trying to have a good time life is fucking short live in the moment have a good time and i I put out what I expect to receive. I don't put out hater-ass energy. I don't put out jealousy or envy. And I think that's, like, with God's grace, that's why I get these opportunities. And that's why it hasn't necessarily been easy because I work my fucking ass off. But it's been, in a way, like, effortless. It's just been so natural because I put out the good energy and because I expect it back, you know? So I think not putting out negative energy, not being a hater, not being jealous of other people's success will get you really far. But if you're just a jealous-ass, envious person, it's, not, it's never going to work for you. You're always going to sit around wondering, 
why why don't i get this why doesn't this happen to me why why does this person get this and i don't like i can't imagine how many people look at my shit oh why the fuck does she get this like why did she get this opportunity and it's like because i don't sit around here saying that shit about other people i don't sit around miserable all fucking day that's why that's the thing about a lot of people in chicago is that they always talk about oh people in chicago don't support one another people in chicago don't do this that's cap i don't feel like that i don't either and that's what i was just gonna say is that like you know how many events i've gone to where it's like there's so many different artists supporting one another this artist that i know from over here they know this artist because they went to an event for them and especially with djs like you pop out to santos's events santos goes to whoever's events like if it's not los desvelados it's somebody else drip is everywhere Mm -hmm. so even Miriam, you know, Miriam works for V5, the biggest marketing company in Chicago right now, right? And she's still going to sets at Twisted because somebody asked her to. So just seeing that shit, it's like you're never too big to show love to the people that you genuinely love and support. Um, <clears throat> but that's something you keep mentioning today. You keep mentioning that, you know, people fuck with me because they fuck with me. So I feel like you're not like, I feel like you have this, this kind of block up, right, for p- certain people. Not certain people, but you have this block up on people. Like, prove to me that you're about me rather And it's th- not even proving. It's like I give people the, denif- the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to fuck with you till you give me a reason not to fuck with you. But at the end of the day, like I said, I surround by myself by supportive people So, because I'm a supportive person. So, like, I've never felt like there was a lack of support in this community or th- even the city, like, because – you are what you attract so like i said it's not even that i don't even i've just i fuck with people until they give me a reason not to and it's like you really gotta go out your way to give me a reason not to because i just be doing my thing like i really just be i be outside i be having a good time me and my girls we be having a good time i live life i travel i like to eat i like to shop i like to party i like to have a good fucking time i like the little things in life i going outside fucking having a picnic with my girls like little shit like that i live for the small moments i live for being at the fucking bar with my friends listening to music we like having some drinks like that shit brings me so much happiness it brings me such good vibes so like that's what i'm saying it's like for somebody to make me feel like i need to put something up against them or put a wall like you really going out your way because there's not much to it. Just be a fucking good person. Just be a good vibe. It's not hard to be a good vibe. I keep thinking of Kike right now just because he sent you guys off. <laughs> Kike, you ain't shit. You sent me off yesterday. We done. You're supposed to be my best friend. Them uh, DJs, I tell you. Uh, th- hey, what DJs, th- I tell you, y'all. What do they say? They uh, Wow, there's that meme where it's like dating a DJ is just as bad as dating, dating a stripper. <laughs> it's worse. It's way worse. I be seeing some of these DJs. Listen, y'all, stay away. Don't be fucking with these DJs, y'all. Take care. Be safe for your own mental health. As long as she don't name John. Hey, you know what's funny, though? You know what's funny? I'm going to probably cut this shit, but Drip, uh, his story the other day, this one girl texted him, I saw you at the mine. You left with that bitch. Don't contact me ever. Nah, don't cut this out. Let it, Leave it in the interview. Drip. He think he the toxic king. He is convinced. Jesus. Toxic. DJs are toxic. 
So you're the toxic king. You're the toxic. Yeah, king. I'm the toxic king. 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 Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not toxic. I'm not toxic. Like I have my toxic moments, but I'm not like truly like toxic. I fuck up your life. I don't want none of that. I don't want no smoke. If you are like that, stay away from me. I want peace. I want a good time. I'm a little fun and like flirty and messy sometimes, but I'm fucking single and I'm young and I'm having a good time. I don't think that has anything to do with being toxic. But on a serious note, I am the toxic king. <laughs> the what, last thing I did want to ask you was about, you know, that peace, keeping your peace. What do you feel like you've done to maintain that peace and keep that negative energy away? I think just surrounding myself by the people that really make me feel so good and so happy and loved and just focusing on the positive aspects of life has brought me so much peace and just kind of putting myself in those situations and no longer putting myself in situations where I don't feel good or being around people who don't make me feel good. And even little shit, like when I was working a nine to five job and I realized like, this doesn't make me feel good anymore. So let me do what makes me feel good. And I'm not, and not worry about oh, fuck. What if I don't have money or da da da? Cause life isn't even about external circumstances. It's just about living in the moment and feeling good. Like that's where I'm at right now. I just do things that, I feel like make me happy and make me feel like it's aligned with my path and who I'm supposed to be and what I'm supposed to do. So I think that's really what brings me the most peace is just aligning myself with things that make me feel good. Mm. Man, I really appreciate you. I really appreciate you coming through today. And I feel like this conversation really is going to sit with me for a minute and just like marinate in the fact that, you know, that divine timing, you really opened my eyes to that. And especially the fact that we finally got the two 4Ks. We finally got this shit to get booked. They wanted to see booked. the king of 4K. <laughs> they wanted to see the king of 4K. She missed out on the 1942, but it's okay. We'll get that next We're time. We're going to run it back right now. Oh, We're about to hit the club, y'all. Damn, they said bounce. Bounce the move. Bounce the liquor box. We outside. <laughs> You're going to black out. Black out before two. No, I don't ever black out. I'm the king. I don't believe that I can one. Hang Ariel. He said, I don't believe that. We don't black uh, out, I don't, baby. I don't believe that one. I do this for a living. I do this for a living. Sad boy, don't play with me ever like that in your life. Hey, didn't she just tell me you be catching us right before we're about to black out? Like, literally right before this interview started. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, make sure you catch King Inez at NEV5 event. You'll see her at the mine on the weekends. Catch me at my King Inez events. What are you talking about? Not just the V5 events. I'm I'm all across the city. You need a King Inez event at Twisted on a Tuesday. My favorite. My favorite. Uh, you had that Y2K one that I, I didn't even know. Like I, I wasn't even around at that point, like, going to events like that. That is probably, like, to this day, one of my favorite favorite events i've ever done of all time but i'm gonna run it back and it's gonna be even fucking crazier so stay tuned we lit we outside stay tuned follow me on ig kinginess all social media platforms and catch me outside your girlfriend's favorite dj the leader of what was it 50 miles five miles how did you bring that up it's giving nardwar Cause now I'm triggered. <laughs> Not you bringing up my past like that. You gotta have to put a trigger warning before you say things like that. All right, guys, <laughs> that's gonna be all for Sad Boy Radio today. Thank you once again, and make sure you guys pop out. Peace out, Sad Boys for real. This is Sad Boy Radio.